the Milwaukee Bucks in their two-game losing streak with a 118-109 to win over the Chicago Bulls. Giannis dropped 35 points in 35 minutes to lead the team with another strong performance, while Bobby Portis paced the bench with 19 points tonight, a season high. Tonight's win was also a special moment for Chris Middleton, with him overtaking Michael Red for fifth place on the all-time Bucks scoring list. So we're going to break down all the action from tonight's win, plus more on this episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Bucks, your daily Milwaukee Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate you tuning in and thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of the day. I'm your host, Camille Davis, and you can catch me weekly on the Technical File podcast, as well as Cheesehead TV's Carry the G and MKE. Joining me is the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the pod, Frank Madden. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Oh, man, Frank, we finally got a Bucks win tonight. We ended that two-game losing skid, and it's always good to beat Chicago as a Milwaukee, and I just have to start and say that. I mean, looking at tonight's win, the process and ball movement looked better for the Bucks, in my opinion, and we know the Bulls forced a lot of turnovers and things got pretty sloppy in the second and continued along the way. Uh, the Bucks finished with 17 turnovers, but despite that, Giannis really just put the team on his back, and he looks like he's rounding into form at this point in the season. Just another outstanding game from him. Dame still cold from the field, and honestly, probably missing two games didn't help him too much. We already know that he was rounding into form as this season was going underway. He finished the day 13 or 3 of 17 from the field, 1 of 9 from 3. But luckily, Bobby Portis was hot. He helped keep the pace for Milwaukee, especially in the first quarter, dropping 11 points in that quarter alone, finished the game with 19. He was half of the bench scoring production in itself. And you pair that with some poor shooting nights from the Chicago Stars, and it's another another Bucks win. <laughs> another Bucks win. So many of them, Camille. I mean, they are <laughs> six and four. So that's, you know, hey, six and four. There, there, there are worse places to be. Um, yeah, it, it just, it just feels like the Bucks refuse to give us a satisfying win. Like there's always got to be, you know, some, something about these games that they just can't, you know, kind of stomp on, uh, an opponent that seems ready to be stomped on bulls always, uh, seem to be offering their, their necks to get stomped on Nick Vucevic got elbowed in the throat, uh, not elbowed, but kind of, you know, gently, Tap, gently, yeah. gently tapped by Brooke Lopez at one point. Um, no call. Thanks, ref. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's, uh, I think there were some, some positives here. You know, I think defensively there were certainly a, a lot of possessions where it felt like the bucks were a little bit more connected. I think there were about three 24 second violations that they forced. I think especially when Andre Jackson and, and Marjan got in the game, you felt again, just kind of a little bit of higher energy than, uh, than we've seen in in most games from them defensively, um, but you know you kind of look at the the end numbers and offensive the the defensive rebounding was again 
poor. Um, both teams offensive rebounded very well. So Bucks also took advantage of, of their offensive glass, but uh, you know, they started off the season actually defensive rebounding really well. Um, mm. And unfortunately uh, that has not kept up here um, really since probably the first few games of the season. So kind of look at the the net results here, you know, 114 offensive rating for the Bulls, which, you know, is not where the Bucks want to be defensively better, better than, than they were in Indiana and, and Orlando, but uh, still not great. And uh, you know, they, they forced basically no turnover tonight, but they were still really good in transition. Both teams are really good in transition. The Bucks coughed it up. I don't know how many times feeding the Bulls break. And that was the way they, they were able to get back in the game. But thankfully the, the Bucks actually were able to also do damage themselves in transition tonight, which you know, has not been a, a very typical thing for us to say. And uh, in half court, it was uh, much more of a slugfest. Both teams were in the mid 80s in terms of points per play, which is, you know, in the kind of lower quartile of of what uh, what's been happening in the league this year in terms of uh, half court points per play. But Bucks got a lot of half court offensive rebounds mm -hmm. and certainly Giannis, um, you know, obviously was kind of the star of the show with his line. Um, he had three offensive rebounds, a couple putbacks, Bobby Portis, um, only two offensive rebounds, but you mentioned it, 19 points, 10 boards and three for six from three, Camille. Yeah. Love to Good see, to see the lid coming off the three point line for Bobby. And, you know, it was an interesting game. It was pretty much just like who would have some guys not suck because Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan sucked. And, uh, you gave Damian Lowe's line. I mean, Dame, obviously, I mean, Dame just basically looked like a guy that is still maybe nursing that that calf injury. He was uh, questionable last couple of games. Did go through warm up, so it's you know you knew he was probably pretty close. I thought you know I was hopeful that he would play. He was probable last night. He ends up playing tonight, and obviously you look at the the numbers and he's like, well, okay, he probably was not ready to play um, at the end of the day. So yeah, it's just it's always something. You know, it's always something that prevents us from like kind of feeling like the Bucks can have like a really comprehensive victory. You know, for a large stretch of the fourth quarter, thankfully they were able to rebuild that double-digit lead. And uh, you know, I thought Chris, Chris, I think had two points at halftime. Scores eleven, I think, in the second half. He had just a couple stretches there in the second half uh, where you know he gave him a, a real nice shot in the arm offensively. And Giannis, uh, really quiet in the third quarter, um, only two points in the third quarter, and then I think he had fourteen in the fourth quarter. So giving us his, you know, when game time is uh is is uh needs a new battery or i don't know whatever your watch <laughs> metaphor is for whatever lillard was going through tonight uh Giannis, uh thankfully reminded us that yes at times he can be a closer as well so um not a work of art by by any stretch but uh again it's just i mean i've kind of been saying it it's like you know you kind of just at this point it just feels like they need to get reps together with mm -hmm. with damian lillard missing a couple of games with chris missing back-to-backs. We really have not seen a lot of kind of the core group actually playing together. They, they actually did get a lead to start this game. We've had so many bad first quarters. Thankfully, in this game, they had a pretty good start to the game, actually. I think it was 9 nothing or so to, to start the game. Giannis getting a quick start. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it's just, man, we just want to see Chris, Giannis, and Dame get minutes together and and kind of start to figure some things out because I think eventually they're too good not to. We know Chris and, and Giannis already have that great chemistry, but um, but uh, it, hopefully 
hopefully Dame's uh, calf starts to feel better soon. And certainly with the another Toronto trip on the horizon, yeah. um, you know, I think a night like tonight, the effort we saw tonight um, is uh, is probably not going to be good enough because uh, I'm guessing Toronto's stars are not going to give you the DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine nights we saw tonight. DeRozan, 3 of 14, Levine, 5 of 19. Um, you know, let's just say those guys, those guys <laughs> gave the Bucks some help. Um, and, you know, the hot shooting from the Bucks early on, as it so often does, uh, eventually evened out. Both teams were pretty much pretty much even in terms of three-point shooting. So, yeah, it just kind of came down to Giannis and Bobby doing their thing and kind of overcoming uh, the kind of platoon of, of dudes that, uh, that the Bulls were able to throw out there. That's a fact. And you mentioned the fact that the Bucks got off to a hot start tonight. They had 35 points in the first quarter, which was a season high of points scored in the first quarter for the team so far this season. And it's one of those things where you're watching, you're like, ah, when the ball is dropped, like when it's going through the hoop, it, it looks really good right now. But I did think that a lot of the ball movement on offense, especially to start the game, was just a lot more crisp. It seemed like the spacing was a lot better for guys as well. We saw some pick and roll action from Dame and Giannis in the first quarter that led to other actions. Beasley got quite a few open threes on pretty good ball movement early on in the game. And it was encouraging to see them starting to take some steps at least um, into looking like an offense that we thought that they might be. Now it could have been a lot bigger of a scoring quarter and they already had 35 in that quarter. If Dame um, was a little bit hotter um, and think about the second quarter and the third quarter and the fourth quarter where the Bulls started fighting back and clawing back into it. I mean, the Bulls won the second and the third quarter tied in the fourth quarter with the Bucks, and they weren't going away. And it wasn't because of the stars in Chicago, like you mentioned with DeRozan and Levine, who Levine, the man had, I believe, 12 quarters in the four or 12 points in the fourth quarter alone. So his final stat line saying like he has 20 looks a lot better, but I mean, it's 20 on 19 shots and he really, really had to put up a lot of shots to get there. I mean, the Bulls and themselves, they took 100 shots tonight, which when I saw that, I was just like, wow, like you guys were really throwing the ball up. They're not a big three-point shooting team, but tonight I guess they saw something in the film against the Bucks and said, let's get a lot of threes up. Didn't work too much in their favor, but, you know, they were they were getting those buckets up. And coming into this game, one thing that we learned ahead of it was that Jay Crowder was going to have to have surgery uh, for his uh, groin and abdomen uh, injuries. So with that being said, they mentioned the fact that he was going to be out eight weeks um, at the very least for Jay. So there were some questions about how that rotation might look. And we got a little glimpse at it tonight with them needing to fill up about 27 minutes a game from what Jay Crowder was giving them. And I definitely want to dig a little bit deeper into that. And we got to talk Ajax because, man, that man, that man inserted so much energy in the third quarter to help the Bucks um, steady the tide while the Bulls were making their first real threat to that lead. But first, I want to talk to everyone about Ibotta. Now, I know I can't be the only one who just realized today that Thanksgiving is next week. <laughs> next week is Thanksgiving. And if you're like me, that means big holidays mean big family get-togethers. But you don't have to spend all that money on the Thanksgiving spread without getting something in return. And with Ibotta, you can get your turkey and all of your favorite sides for free. Starting November 1st, for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite realtors and upload your receipt. 
Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Other apps give you points that don't amount to too much, but with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or even gift cards. You can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and realtors, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy, Sephora, Best Buy, and a lot more. Download the Ibotta app now and use the code LOCKED to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. We're in that window so make sure you go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. In addition to that, I want to encourage you to continue tuning into Locked on Bucks this week. Justin and I uh, released a Monday episode just previewing uh, this Bulls game that Frank and I are covering now as well as talking about the Bucks' uh, poor play in Orlando as well, to put it lightly. Uh, make sure you keep tuning in throughout the week. We'll also be doing a preview for the Raptors game. Post-game coverage is that of that as well. And also previewing Friday's game, uh, the next in-season tournament game for the Bucks. We get to see what the Hornets court looks like this time around. So make sure you keep tuning in to Locked on Bucks throughout the week uh, for all your Milwaukee Bucks news and takes. As I mentioned, the Bucks have to replace Jay Crowder's minutes, and Jay Crowder's injury is a big blow to the team. Justin and I talked about this a little bit earlier, just hinging on the fact that we know we look at the numbers, just raw numbers. Doesn't look like Jay Crowder gives you much. He's averaging about eight points a game. He's shooting the ball really well over 50% from the field and from three. Um, but that's not all that he did. He was a key part of the defense. He just made – He's like a glue guy for the Bucs, and he's looked so much better so far this season than what we saw with him last year when he was acquired after the trade deadline. So eight weeks, no Jay Crowder, about 27 minutes the Bucs need to replace. And tonight we saw a good dosage of Pat Connington first off the bench. We saw some Marjan. We saw some Ajax. And as mentioned, Andre Jackson Jr., man, he just he just flashes. His energy turned the Bucs around the third quarter. The Bulls started off the third quarter with a lot of energy, big run. And when Andre got into the game, the Bucs were up to 64-62. The Bulls scored shortly thereafter. It was tied up 64-all. But when the quarter ended, the Bucs were up 83-74 to in large part because of some of the energy that Andre was able to bring to the game. Getting offensive rebounds, even setting screens out of the corner for shooters to take looks like what he brings to the team is something that we've been talking about that they need, and that's that hustle, someone who can move their feet really well on defense as well. We also saw Marjan get minutes, and I know that there were some people who were considering the fact, well, hey, if Andre Jackson Jr. gets more minutes, what does that mean for Marjan's minutes? But with Jay's injury, there are minutes for both of them to fill up. And I mentioned the fact that Pat Connaughton was first off the bench tonight, and I thought he looked good against Orlando. I thought he also looked solid tonight. Nothing that jumps off the page, but a lot of hustle plays, rebounding, make sure that he's trying to do the right thing, talking on defense when he can. So this Bugs bench is going to have to replace a very quality player, and it seems like they're patching it together on that wing rotation with guys like Pat Connaughton, Marjan Bochamp, and Andre Jackson. Yeah, I think those three are the, the obvious winners. Marjan tonight goes goes 20 minutes. Andre Jackson has to be the biggest winner just because he's kind of guaranteed minutes, I think, now. Yeah. <clears throat> As part of the every night rotation, he got 13 minutes. Um, and Pat getting 29 minutes. His his minutes had been a bit lower of late, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and 
it's kind of hard, you know, with, with like Pat and Brooke, you know, those are guys that I just kind of like, I trust are if they're healthy and playing consistently that, that they'll figure it out. Um, but I mean, so far this season, like both guys have had their share of struggles, right? I think, I, again, I don't know if, if kind of the defensive system stuff has thrown Brooke off, but Brooke, you know, especially after last year has not been close to, I think the way that, that we were expecting him to look um, offensively either. I think, you know, I, I assumed he wouldn't be probably quite as good as he was offensively last year. Um, but just, I don't know, just like little stuff, like the, those little like one-handed, like push shots that he just shoots from like, yeah. you know, 10 to 15 feet, just feel like they're normally automatic. feels like he's like short-armed all of them this year. You know, he had the game against the Knicks where he had all the blocks, but he just like missed, I think two layups inexplicably in that game just kind of felt like his rhythm has been off on both ends for most of the season. And so, you know, not, not a world beating effort tonight or anything did have three blocks had some, I think, good moments defensively in terms of rim protection. This was, we've talked a fair bit about the Bucks' struggles in terms of opponent percentage at the rim. So they haven't necessarily given up a lot of shots at the rim, but teams have pretty much had a layup line when they, when they do get to the rim. And again, some of that's transition. Um, some of that's just communication, not being in the right spot, et cetera. Uh, but tonight, Bulls got 31% of their shots at the rim, which is a little bit higher than where the Bucks were last year, higher than they've been so far this year. Uh, but in terms of shot accuracy, 13 out of 26, which is great defense. Um, you know, did the Bulls blow some uh, layups in there as well? Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, but, uh, you know, a little bit more of, I think, what we come to expect in terms of Bucks being able to to kind of seal off the rim a bit. And I didn't know any better. I thought... I thought Bobby Portis, he, he had a block. I was going to say, I thought Bobby had just like a block at the rim at one point in the game, which like Bobby just does not like stand under the rim and block mm-hmm. shots like that. Just somehow you just cannot do that, even though he's big and not unathletic. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, I, I think Brooke, not, not an awesome night for him overall, you know, 11 points on, on eight shots, solid. Um, Pat, you mentioned just one out of three shots, but did make, Three out of three from the foul line, six points, eight rebounds, five assists, and a steal, plus nine in 29 minutes. So did a little bit of everything. And I think, again, you talked about some of the, you know, ball movement. I think a guy like Pat, we don't always talk about him as sort of like his his ability. Hi, guys. You knew it was coming. The Frank Freeze frame. But to his point that I believe he was making was about Pat's ability. There you go. Welcome back, yeah. Frank. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Pat, 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 uh, just talking about Pat. And again, he's, he's a guy that, you know, we've seen him when he gets dribble handoffs, you know, he can play the two man game a little bit with Giannis move the ball. Um, and I think especially, you know, in this offense and some of the struggles they've had, uh, being effective as a facilitator, you know, as a connector is, is pretty important. And so I think we talk about like what Pat and, and Andre do well, I think is that connective sort of playmaking, um, component of it. And, Andre, no assists tonight, but I think, you know, you talked about the energy, some of the offensive rebounding, some of the defensive, you know, just moving his feet and just being good at the point of attack for, you know, five seconds, right? And just don't let the guy get a crease. Don't let the guy draw as a help defender and kick it up for an open shot. I thought the Bucs felt felt like the Bucs still got into a lot of like rotation and, you know, I'll be curious to see kind of how many wide open looks the, the, uh, the Bulls ended up getting from three tonight felt like they had a, a lot of pretty good looks tonight. Um, but again, definitely 
phases where it felt like the Bucks were better defensively. And, you know, I think, again, some of those 24 second clock violations, to me, those are like the, the best bellwether of, of playing better defense and being more engaged when you've got, you know, multiple guys, at, at least three, hopefully four or five guys um, who really put in a good effort on an individual possession to force a 24 second violation. You're not going to get that just because one guy is doing his job. Right. Those come because everybody's doing a pretty good job to excellent job. And so we saw, I think more of that tonight, but also, you know, again, defense probably the end numbers didn't look awesome. Offensive rebounding was a problem in terms of Chicago, you know, second chances. And then again, the transition issues kind of once again, cropping up, at least this game, it was more of kind of bad turnovers creating those odd man rushes. I think to start the season, we've seen a lot of just live rebounds, just guys not getting back. So I don't know if that qualifies as progress per se, but, um, Again, it's some signs, it's something. And honestly, you know, part of this at this point is just getting some of these young guys some some burn. And, and I don't know that, you know, you're, you want to play Marjan and and Andre like together a lot because you've got, you know, two of your youngest guys kind of figuring stuff out and learning a new system together at the same time. That's not always the best thing. Um, but it was fun seeing those guys kind of go to work. And Marjan hit a three in the fourth quarter and they immediately went to Andre on the bench and he was just like so pumped up. Yeah. Which is which is fun, right? I mean, he's certainly a guy that is uh, a, a great vibes guy, and the two of them together, obviously, it's it's cool to see them, you know, clearly like rooting for each other, and uh, and now the fact that they're both on the court making plays, it, it makes it obviously a, a a more fun team. I think having these young guys out there doing stuff, and you know, Marge on a couple threes tonight had a, a steal and a and a breakaway dunk early, a steal and a block. I think that might be his first block of the season. So doing a little bit of stuff and, uh, you know, Andre, I was a little curious with Andre. He came to this game. He had 36 minutes played this season. He had 11 fouls, <laughs> which doesn't seem possible. Uh, so, you know, the idea of him scaling up his minutes a lot is kind of, you know, could be potentially limited by the fact that, you know, he might foul out in, in 18 minutes uh, on, on that pace. Uh, but tonight, just one, just one just foul one. in 13 minutes. So really showing a, some good discretion. You might remember the, the he got minutes against the the Bulls starters. I think it was in the first preseason game. Remember the Bulls were in, in uh, Milwaukee and uh, they played their starters and the Bucks didn't play like anybody. Uh, yep. But the young the young guys had a little bit of run against the uh, the Bulls starters, so maybe got some of the the nerves out of the way in terms of you know defending Demar and Zach Levine and stuff. So uh, so yeah. Anyway, learning on the job and you know grinding out wins in the process. Again, there there are worse places to be. Absolutely. And Andre having a game like this tonight on his birthday, on top of him receiving his, you know, national college uh, championship ring. It's like pretty good, pretty good birthday for for the young buck tonight, getting some playing time and making an impact on the game as well. And speaking of impacts on the game and just thinking about Bucks franchise history, we have to talk about Chris Middleton before we get out of here tonight. And I definitely want to dig further into that conversation because I am an unapologetic Chris Middleton um, Stan, I guess you could say. And I just love seeing 22 continue climbing up uh, the Bucks leaderboards and record books. So want to talk more about that. But first, want to talk to everybody about FanDuel Sportsbook. Hey, the Packers caught another L this week, but we're talking about progress tonight with the Bucks. The Bucks prog showed some progress tonight in the win. And I do think the Packers showed a little bit in their L, but you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sport book. 
Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Again, $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's such a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. They even have a parlay hub, which I'm particularly fond of, where they kind of just put together some, some lines for you for a parlay. You can go ahead and bet on that as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. As I mentioned, Chris Middleton making Bucks history again, climbing up the record books, and I love to see it. He moved up in franchise history to overtake Michael Red as the Bucks' fifth all-time leading scorer. I mean, he was initially seen as kind of like a throwaway guy in that Brandon Knight, Brandon Jennings trade, and he's become one of the best players in franchise history. And I know a lot of people have been very anti-22, very anti-Chris Middleton, very much so. We need to trade this guy throughout all the years, even after he helped bring the Bucks a championship, uh, putting the team on his back for a few games when Giannis is out. There are still people who, you know, just don't pay Chris Middleton a lot of respect, but he just continues to leave his name all over the record books for the Bucks. And I just want to take the last five minutes or so of this episode just showing Chris some love because I feel like that's well-deserved for this man. I mean, we mentioned the fact that tonight he's became the Bucks' fifth all-time leading scorer, but in addition to that, he's also first in three-point field goals made, second in defensive rebounds, third in uh, free throw percentage, fourth in games played and assists, fifth in steals, sixth in field goals made and free throws made. Like Chris Middleton, uh, throughout his tenure here as a Milwaukee Buck, has just seen him continuously just input his name into the history books for this franchise. And I'm not sure how many people thought that that would be the case when we acquired him from the Pistons in that Brandon Jennings trade. Uh, probably, probably not many, right? I think even <laughs> if you were, uh, even if you liked ah, Chris Milton, I liked him in the draft last year and, you know, coming out of Texas A&M uh, to think that he was going to become, you know, uh, an NBA champion guy that, dropped you know 40 in a finals game um fifth all-time leading scorer but if you look at the list i mean i think he's 500 points behind he's like 40 points behind uh sydney moncrief uh, the graphic from the books yeah yeah there you go he's he's right behind sydney and uh you know he's in the past big dog um pretty pretty soon if uh Mm -hmm. if he can stay healthy and just keep keep on getting out there um so yeah i mean barring something unforeseen knock on wood he's going to be the third link score in franchise history by you know mid-season probably and it's kind of funny it's like i i i've seen a lot of like references from people who are who are not like bucks fans who don't watch every bucks game like referring to chris and being like acting like he's like done or you know like oh there's like some some huge concern look i i want him to play more obviously you know we're now 10 games in, he's missed, I guess, two, I think. Um, so he's at eight games, and he's still not playing more than 20 minutes a game. So the whole, he's going to be back and ramped up by game seven or eight, that's kind of out the window. Um, but, you know, the upside is, obviously, he's, he, we haven't heard any indication that he's having issues with that knee or, or any any other appendage or, or limb. Um, so 
again, but I, I was looking at it today. I mean, the permanent numbers with him, you know, last two, last year, this year, obviously you want him to be playing more, uh, but it's like clockwork. I mean, his efficiency this year is up. His three-point shooting still hasn't been great. He was one of five tonight, um, but the two-point shooting has been like career high levels. And again, I mean, whatever, it's like you know, nine, 10 games in. So we're not saying it's like some, some huge, huge thing, but in terms of indicators, if you're like, you know, wondering, well, where is Chris Middleton? You know, is he kind of figuring things out? I mean, last year when he came back, December 1st, he has a really good game against the Lakers. And then he really struggled. His numbers were bad, right? Mm-hmm. Average out to 36 minutes, whatever you wanted to do. Um, if you're not shooting the ball well and you're not effective, you know, you can't just make it up on volume. But right now he is being very effective. And the on-off numbers are terrific. The Bucks are a different team when he's on the floor versus off the floor. Um, and so I don't, I don't know what people were like are are expecting. Like Chris Middleton, like has never been a guy that looks athletic. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell people. Like, is he is he doing even less athletically than maybe he has in previous years? Like, I, yeah, maybe um, probably probably a little bit, but like it's working, you know, he's like performing at a really high level. He's giving you, you know, again, his per 36 numbers are once again, pretty much at 22 points, almost eight assists per 36 and six rebounds. Um, came in at the game shooting 59% on twos, you know, it's uh, his, uh, getting the line numbers are down like very slightly, but, um, you know, again, it's like for a guy who's sort of like ramping into shape, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about where he is. Um, so, you know, we need to see him consistently healthy and playing every night and playing more than 30 minutes per game, more than 20 minutes per game to start. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's pretty remarkable here that, that here we are in year 11 of him in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And by the way, somebody was, uh, you know, someone was complaining the, the other day to me about, you know, how I'm like, like I always look for you know like I think they said like everything to be like an eyesore or something like that and I was just kind of like I can be critical for sure but then I was like okay I'm not one of those like Chris Middleton Brooke Lopez Giannis Connaughton you know I am I'm actually like a pretty optimistic guy when you think about you know our dudes in at in Milwaukee right I'm not Mm -hmm. I'm not ever pushing for these guys to be traded you know I think when you have guys like a Chris in particular, who's obviously an all-star level guy, has won you a championship, et cetera. I, I am happy to keep Chris Milton around. And look, at some point, maybe Chris Milton isn't playing for the Milwaukee Bucks, but um, I think he's, again, there's been a lot of good in, good indicators that he's going to be fine when he's when he's ramped up. And the productivity right now is is really good. So um, so anyway, for anyone's concerned that I'm, I'm not optimistic enough about the bucks and I'm not, you know, blowing sunshine up people's asses about the defense right now, or, uh, saying that, you know, Adrian Griffin's going to be the next email Udoka or something like that. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, look, there's, there's reasons that I'm, I'm not feeling great about the bucks right now, Good reasons, uh, but good reasons, but, uh, there's also a lot of reasons why we can continue to feel like, Hey, you know, some of these guys are the guys that, that we expected, the guys that we've known. And, um, that gives you a chance. And again, I think Brooke and Pat in particular, those are guys that I think, you know, we need to see them play at a higher level the rest of the season to get where the bucks want to get. Um, and again, some of that comes down to system and coaching 
and some of those sort of decisions. Um, but you know, the other piece too is like guys just have to go out and produce, right? And it's chicken or the egg. If you don't produce, you're probably not going to play as much. So, uh, so we'll see. Certainly, Pat, he's going to have more of a chance here with with Jay out, um, and uh, hopefully these young guys as well can kind of step up because um, I think they're really going to need it, especially if this defense is going to find its way. I think they're going to need more of that kind of adrenaline shot that that those guys have been delivering. Absolutely, they will. And again, want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode. We're going to wrap up here and get up out of here um, after a Bucks win over the Chicago Bulls. And as I mentioned, as a Milwaukee, and you just love whenever it's a win over Chicago in particular, it doesn't matter to me too much how good or how bad the team is. Milwaukee wins over Chicago always just hit a little bit differently. So uh, for Frank and myself, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for tuning in. And we hope that you come back tomorrow for some more Locked on Bucks.